y'all welcome back to another motherfucking episode of kill the mockingbird today i got a special guest uh we got isaac weissop with us what's up man hey what's happening man thanks for having me on here appreciate it yeah man glad you could uh make time you know i know you're a busy man i see you all you're everywhere man i don't know how you put up that much content that's tough <laughs> thanks dude yeah i actually get that a lot i think it's uh because i've i've crossed thresholds and this is an obsession of mine it's gone beyond a hobby so uh, you know, every spare moment I have, I I end up researching, watching movies, trying to find more, trying to learn more. The the rabbit hole is pulling me into the vortex, man. But I like how you kind of stay in the um, you're not neutral, but like you don't you're not one of those people that's like, oh, for sure. This is what's happening. Definite. You have to believe. You know what I mean? You're not like you're kind of just like, look, this is what I see out of it. This is my perspective of it. This is the information I gathered. So I really appreciate that part of it. Right on. Thanks. Yeah, that's a, that's, that's kind of, there's a mixture for why that is one, you know, I've been wrong before I'll be wrong again. I'm not the guy who's like, I know the truth and you're going to follow me. I'm not that guy because things change and, and people are wrong sometimes. And especially with, with all this conspiracy research, uh, you know, as well as I do, you, you, you end up questioning sources all the time. And like, you want to prove a point. So you end up going to the mainstream media sources and be like, well, see this thing happened. But then the next breath, you're like, but well, we don't trust the mainstream media. And it's like, everything contradicts each other. And you end up sort of like just building a worldview that fits for how you want to live and how you, and the perspective you want to take. And for me, uh, you know, I, I, I say I suffer, right? I've got like depression and anxiety, you know, like the normal amount, nothing crazy. And it's just like, it's, this stuff is too dark. If I let it consume me to the point of being like, uh, I always use Alex Jones as an example, cause he's kind of the most famous guy, but like, you know, I, I believe Alex Jones believes what he's doing. Like he's very passionate about it. And, but like, I would have a heart attack and be dropped dead by now if I gave that many shits about it. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. And then look at how his life has gone too. like, like, uh, you know, you see a little bit, I don't know how much real, like you said, uh, we can, uh, say how true it is, but like, you know, you could tell he drinks a lot, like in that, like he has some demons in him and I'm yeah, the same way. Sure. I do music myself. I'm going to actually drop an album and people are like, how could you, I'm like, well, if you want things to change, don't we do it ourselves? If you want different news, you make different news. You want different music, you make different music. And to think that we're like in this box, I think everybody wants us to be like all like tribed up, you know, everybody is like, well, where are you yeah. picking? And people like me, I don't know. I don't want to speak for you, but for me, I feel like I'm in the middle on a lot of things. Like people ask me about flat earth. I'm like, right now, I believe it's not. You know what I mean? If you can show me something, I'm willing, open-minded enough to like, okay, that makes sense. But like at this moment, I don't see that. But I'm 50-50 on everything because I see the possibility of it happening for sure. 
<laughs> right. I think that's most people. Like I'm the same way as you talked about flat earth. I just did a video because I've been, I don't get too fringy, but I do get fringy with the, the moon landing. Like the more I look at uh, the, the information and the history of how we claim we put a man on the moon, the more I am like, I don't believe it. Well, that's about the fringiest thing I, I subscribe to is we don't, we never put a man on the moon. And I made this, I wrote about it in one of my books. I did a whole podcast episode on it in 2020 talking about all the weird anomalies that just do not add up. And then I made this little like three minute video that I put on my Instagram and TikTok. And, and you know, the, the true, <laughs> the dirty secret is I did that because I'm trying to figure out how TikTok works. You know what I mean? Cause I make all these, I make several videos in TikTok and like, they never, like no one ever watches them. Like they never show up on the algorithm. And I made a video and I thought, okay, maybe TikTok likes arguments. You know what I mean? Like, let's talk about something that gets people fired up. So I was like, so I made this video, like we never went to the moon. Here's why. And sure enough, the, the thing's blowing up now. And, and half the comments are people that are like, you know, good for you, Isaac. I'm glad you're seeing the truth. Now it's time to believe in flat earth. And I'm <laughs> yeah. like, mm, hold, pump the brakes. Yeah, like, I get in that same thing. Yet. I got a lot of flat earthers mad when I posted on Instagram a, a few months back. Uh, there's these people that believe flat earth uh, is a psyop push to um, make the people that are talking about the moon landing being faked insane. And I'm like, that makes sense. It's logical. Like, cause there's like a bunch of a movement of people that have said like, they believe that there's space. They believe that they just think that we couldn't, that no human could actually get through the atmosphere. You know what I mean? The magnetic force. And they're saying that like, that's as far as high as we gotten. And they believe that flat earth was made designed to discredit them. Interesting. That's an interesting theory. Uh, I, cause I like, yeah, like I said, I posted this video talking about the going to the moon and all of a sudden I got these flat earthers in the argument. And I wrote, I wrote a book named after my podcast called conspiracy theories in unpopular culture, the book. And in that book, um, which was based on episodes I did, I have a whole chapter on the fake moon landing and a whole episode episode on flat earth. And I looked at flat earth honestly and for I think it took me like two episodes to get through all the stuff that I, I was like, okay, what's the best thing you guys got? And I get how one could start thinking on in the same terms that these flat earthers think. Like I get it. It's just happen it, I, I think it happens when you you start doubting these people that lie to you sometimes and then but you you end up throwing the baby out with the bathwater and to me there's a lot of egos behind the flat earth movement there's like you said tribes there's this tribal click up where it's um you know people feel like they're part of this sort of outlaw renegade underdog group and the more that you tell them that the earth isn't flat the more they sort of are forced into their yeah. little camp and the more I mean, they, they don't want and it's weird because they say they're open minded like they're saying, hey, I'm open to everything. And then as soon as I challenge them, they get upset with me. And I'm like, dude, I'm like, I had some of them be mad because I said I'm 50-50. They say, you have to either. I said, literally, I do not wake up and ever think about is the earth flat around. I'm I'm just in a different realm. I've always been like, well, what a little bit into the occult stuff, deep into like the CIA and the, you know, a lot of like the, uh, uh, the lies, the manipulation. I'm really deep into that. You know, that's what I've been digging for my whole life. And I always thought that truthers in general, like when I was growing up, um, Cause I'm a, I'm 38. So like when I, in 2001, when I was doing all this truther stuff and like, we were like looking into things, it was just about like, just 
listening and figuring out like is that information right not like oh you're right i'm 100 right and now it just seems to be like oh i'm right <laughs> interesting yeah you're in the same camp that i am because i'm 41 okay and you know obviously like we were adults when 9-11 happened uh i still wasn't full-blown conspiracy guy yet i had interest in the topics you know from watching x files or whatever and then in 2002 i was in the military when 9-11 happened and uh, my, my, my buddy in the military was like, Hey, you got to read this Bill Cooper book, you know, behold a pale horse. So I, I found a copy, bought it and uh, I've got the, I still have it. It's like one of the original copies that has the, cause he published the protocols of the elders of Zion, which is a big no, no. And I guess if you buy a current copy, they don't publish it with that anymore. Um, but, but yeah, Bill Cooper kind of like started me going down this path, but I still wasn't quite with it. Then, um, what do you call it? Was it Loose Change? You know, the documentaries yes. about 9-11 come out and Zeitgeist. And I'm like, huh. Well, and those ones like really pushed me too. Home. Loose Change and, and Zeitgeist, same thing, man. Like those were like mm-hmm. big pillars because you were just like, wow, well, what is real? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think you have this struggle where, I mean, you look at what happened with 9-11. They use the, the language of nothing will be the same again. And it's the same thing that happened with COVID. You know, I don't know if I should say the words or whatever with the, the, (laughs) I call it the thing that will never go away is what I call it. (laughs) It's the same thing happened with the thing that will never go away. It's, it's the new normal. It's the great reset. Like for 20 years now, they've been attempting this uh, to rebuild society in their vision of the perfected society, which ties you into like a lot of occult doctrines and a lot of occult ideas of this, you know, perfected society. But the, what I believe, the it's a, an insidious plot because it's perfected for the technocrats and the elites. And obviously, the slaves can't go with them. And, and you see that language a lot in the occult literature. Like like Aleister Crowley said, the slaves shall serve. And uh, you see it in, in music like... Madonna and Quavo's song future talking about like, not everyone's going to make it to the future. It's because it's not meant for all of us. It's meant for them. And much like if you read Klaus Schwab's book on the great reset, like that's he, they advertise it, right? They advertise it as here comes the perfected world where everyone uses resources equally. And we divvy it up to make sure everything is fair. But the, but look who's doing it. The world economic forum is the 1000 wealthiest corporations. And what good has the wealthiest corporations done for this planet? Absolutely nothing. You know, I come at it from a more anti-corporate sort of point of view. Like that's kind of my background is I've always, yeah, I've always had distrust against like a lot of, a lot of, a lot of truthers seem to be in the camp of like super anti-government and anarchy and like, I get that, like, I'm not defending the government or whatever, but like, to me, the real enemy is the corporations, you know, like the, the ideas behind the government are, is it the way it's supposed to work is like for the people, by the people, but the ideas behind the way corporations are supposed to work flat out tells you the, the motivation is to keep making money for the shareholders and the, you know, the CEO and all that. And I think the problem comes when they, when they collude together, you know what I mean? Separate as separate entities, they can be managed and and, kind of like put into check and, and we could figure that out. But as far as like, um, when they're together, it's trouble. It's nothing but trouble for us. 
Yeah, exactly. And I think that's where, you know, where the truth is, they hold some validity because that does happen, right? Lobbyists infiltrate government and, and, you know, it seems like a lot of times the, the corporate interests make their way to the top priority. And so I get that. Um, I just, I don't know, to me, to me, I always try to keep it to keeping an eye on like the elites and the corporate people like the world economic forum and Klaus Schwab, but that's uh that's the occult fantasy, right? With nine 11, they, they brought down the twin pillars, the twin towers, right. And they resurrected a single between it, which is like your Kabbalistic tree of life. Uh, you know, this, this occult belief system where you've got these, it's got two, uh, two pillars. And then up the center is the uh, pillar of consciousness. And uh, to me, it was like this big occult ritual. And then they, you know, and then they put black cube pools in the bottom of the memorial. And, you know, the, there's all this numerology around nine 11. Um, but yeah, that to me, it's like, we're living through this mass ritual and the only people, and, and a lot of people are waking up to it, but they don't really know how to interpret it or how to understand. Or they wake up to a piece of it, right? You know what I mean? Like they see a piece of it that's wrong, but they can't quite piece together the big picture. You know what I mean? They're like, yeah, this yeah. is out of place, but I don't know why it's out of place. Yes. And then, and then you got all the truthers that are trying to fill in the blanks. And, and, and I'm with you where I'm like, I don't want, I don't want to mislead people and to tell them, for sure, hundred percent, I'm right, and everyone else is wrong, because some, you know, sometimes you just don't know, and you're trying to interpret some of this occult literature, and the stuff is is bizarro land. I mean, if you ever try to read Aleister Crowley's stuff or Helena Blavatsky's stuff, you're like, or uh, Manly P. Hall's Secret Teachings of All Ages, you're like, what the hell am I reading? <laughs> you know, like, it just makes no sense. Yeah, you feel like you're, you feel like kind of gross. You're like, oh man, I gotta go take showers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, that's uh that, that's interesting. You brought up the nine eleven thing. I've been I've been kind of studying that. I gotta like I gotta put it into overdrive because I I promised I would do kind of like a big show on it. I think it would be good if you do. Well, that's when I'm dropping my EP is nine eleven. I'm calling it dystopian oh, nice. uh, paradise. Um, because nine eleven to me was the beginning of this ritual. Whether it's a cultic or whatever level we want to look at it, whether cultic or corporatism, you know what I mean? They're they both play hand in hand. And I believe 9-11 for me, and we see the same game plan. That's what's frustrating to me is that, like, we see the same game plan. And I'm like, dude, I'm 38. If you're 60, if you're 50, you should know. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? You live through it. If you live through it, you should see that they use the same verbiage, like you said, you know, stay safe. You know what I mean? Be careful. Like, all this, like, togetherness and and it didn't work as well as this time because I think it's a, a different level of people. There's a lot more that we're questioning because you had the Alex Joneses and the David Ikes and like you said, the uh, Bill Coopers. Those were the people that kind of pushed me into the direction of kind of seeing stuff because I never really did anything about it. Like we just would talk to it with friends. And now uh, 2020 and I just started the this podcast and seeing more people's perspective, I do see a lot more people like I don't want to say like they're Everybody that's trying to get their money, get your money. I agree with that. But I can tell that people like are rooted into their narrative and they won't give it up. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. I, I'm, I follow, uh, it's, uh, Amy says WTF. I don't know if you know who that is. Oh yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So she was on black pill and she did a whole show about Trump. Donald Trump <laughs> and it's mad drama. And I, and I know because, in 2020, I was trashing on, I've been trashing on Trump since 2016. Same I, here. I don't, 
I yeah, haven't I mean, liked like, him ever. So like I, I even did podcasts with QAnon people and I would tell them like, and I brought up the same things with like Wilbur Ross, you know what I mean? Uh, his connections, the bloodlines. Like, I'm like, if it was anybody else, you'd be like, oh yeah, definitely they're in it. You know what I mean? But this guy, yeah. they defend, oh no, but it's, you got to see it's different. So I thought it was pretty crazy because <laughs> is she, was she a Trump guy? I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know enough about it. I'm only halfway through the episode, but I saw the commotion online that I guess she's getting lit up. And, and I know from experience and I don't know if this, as far as I know, like truthers, we, we were always sort of agnostic politically where it was like, look, we don't trust neither party or none of these presidents, but somehow he sold this bill of goods that he's this outsider and he's coming in to fix things. And I've been like, yo, he's the most inside guy there is. He was in Hollywood. He's born with a silver spoon in his mouth. I mean, get out of here with this. Like there's no talking about that's what kind of, that's what kind of got me stopped. Like I tell people, so I was digging into stuff for a long time. I didn't like do anything with it, but I stopped when everybody was like going to, when Trump went and I was like, that's it. I'm not voting. I was a Ron Paul guy back in the days. And um, when I saw that, I was like, that's it, man. This is the opposite side of the coin of Obama. And we're going to see this other polarization. I was like, this. the problem is, is whether it's celebrities or uh, uh, politicians, this idolization of people. I'm like, they're a human being just like me and you. And, and people forget that the real power is us. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and to me, I think the agenda, because I believe in this overall sort of like, I don't know, 30 year timeline they've got going right some people talk about agenda 21 some people talk about the un 2030 model uh but either way and and again right or wrong like to me the next big thing is to understand if climate change is a real thing or not man-made climate change if it's a real thing or not and again just like this the thing that will never go away we have to rely on the scientists and it leaves a lot of the truthers who don't understand the science questioning everything but to me the big agenda like the 30-year game plan the timeline we're just marching down this path and the real question is do these globalist elites who i don't trust either are they really genuinely doing something for the benefit of mankind like is there some apocalyptic event around the corner is it true that climate change has already passed the tipping point and we're all going to die in five years? I mean, there's a lot of, I live in Utah and there's sure a hell of a lot of fires the last couple of years that I've never seen before. I've been here about 20 years now. But I think there. about like, then when you say stuff like that, cause like, I agree, like I'm not a scientist. I can't, um, tell you what if climate change but i think just from experience like people will go oh this is the hottest it's ever been I, i'm from southern california and i was like dude yeah right like there was in the early 2000s there was days that it was because i lived in the desert more desert area it was blistering hot and a lot of the fires can be explained from bad management of forests you know dead trees that people need there's a lot of poor management in my opinion and I think that there is things that affect the climate, but I would like to see them, if they're going to talk like that, then let's start taking, get rid of plastics. You know, let's use biodegradable plastics. Let's actually start things that would help us, the people. But it seems I'm with you that when I see people like Schwab, when I see these certain names backing it, I'm not against climate change, like you said, because I don't know, you know, but I think that the people behind it, the push, I, I can't trust them because they're not even giving ideas that seem that would benefit us. Right, right. They just, they just want to like, uh, put all of like mankind on this blockchain to limit the resources until, and you notice that they're doing the, the latest push 
is with the the bathing and the showering. I don't know if you noticed, but the celebrities all of a sudden out of nowhere, all these celebrities, oh, I never shower. I shower maybe once a week. And it's like, what are you talking about? You shower once a week, dude. And they say that you'll hear them. If you listen to the conversation long enough, they're always, they'll say something like Adam 22 from no jumper just published a clip from his show where he was talking about it. And, and his guest was like, yeah, I'll go, I'll go three days without showering. And it makes me feel better. Like I'm doing something good for the earth and not using too much water. And to me, it's funny. You'll see this propaganda. It always starts with like the celebrities and then it'll roll out by the scientists and then it becomes dogma and everyone believes it, you know, right or wrong. Again, what do I know? Uh, but to me, the, the alien stuff is part of that 30-year window. And Trump played his part as I knew he would. He played his part to do the bidding of moving us down this timeline, no matter how that looks. It, it's, you know, they might throw these, these presidents that get in there, they might throw a bone or two to the people that are in their camp and whatever. But as long as they contribute to keeping this thing on the tracks. You know, he starts the U S space force. He was president when this mass disclosure thing started happening. He was president when the, the, the thing that will never go away kicked off. And a lot of people say, well, it's cause they were trying to kick him out and all this, that, and the other. No, I don't know, maybe, but I do know. I, that's why I try to stick to like aliens and stuff, because to me, that's a more interesting, less, loaded topic yeah. at least currently it is because I, you get I dive right in because people because there's layers to it right like i believe that there's so many like because we all like i believe that everybody has a piece of the information that can help us right because none of us have all all are all knowing but we study certain topics and there's so many layers because it's not like they're just like oh this is our plan that might be their plan, but it takes a lot to, to get there. And now a lot of the plan has been for a long time, but technology is catching up, you know, where they're able to, oh, this is going to be easier if we do this. This is how we can restrict this because of the technology, like you said, putting everybody on blockchain, getting like a, a 2020 ID, you know, that kind of stuff. I think it just corrals people in the aliens. To me, that is the same thing, you know, with the whole Project Bluebeam that we've known for a long time that, that people have talked about is just this whole like, they're splitting people up so that they could bring them together with a moment, right? Like the similar to 9-11. It's like if you pay attention, you could see. So 9-11 is a dress rehearsal, right? Hey, how's this going to work? Uh, or not a dress rehearsal, more of the pilot episode type of thing. You know what I mean? Let's see how this goes. And then you could see the polarization of people and how you you could dictate them. Because they have so many of this, like these uh, social science uh, of behavioral or behavioral scientists and stuff like that. And these think tanks that are constantly trying to gauge where we're at as a, as people. And I think they want to polarize us to use one of these, like either uh, these aliens or religious type um, projections to bring people back in. Definitely. There's, there's, and to like sort of zoom out from the piece of the puzzle that I look at, because like you said, there's many, many layers and pieces to this. And if you find a truther who claims to know all of it there, you should probably turn the other way and run because there's so much to know and there's so much to pick apart. To me, I've always focused on the symbolism in the entertainment and the occult messaging. And now lately I've been more into like, well, where are they taking this exactly? But there's been psychological preparations 
completed through predictive programming in, in films. I, I assume the audience probably knows what I'm talking about. The idea that you, you show the film and it sort of tells the mind, it preps the mind to understand what's going to happen in the future. And this is all part of like what Carl Jung, Sigmund Freud, Edward Bernays, all these people understood the value of symbolism and archetypes and, and how to use the appropriate messaging to bury these beliefs into the subconscious so that later they could be manifested when the actual event happens. And this goes all the way back to some of the occult, the thought leaders of the occult going back to Francis Bacon, who talked about the same principle about how it's better to entertain people than to lecture them to get the message across. But this is what the project Bluebeam, you know, talk about project Bluebeam. This could be part of the, the deception because Werner von Braun, the infamous Nazi scientist that got us to the moon, he told Carol Rosen, who he'd worked with for a long time on his deathbed, and she she claims this, you can, there's video clips everywhere about it, that they were going to manipulate the masses with this fake alien threat. He said there's going to be this series of boogeyman from the Soviets to terrorism to asteroids and finally aliens. And we've seen, you know, most of that stuff happen over the last 30, 40 years. And then Trump played his role by starting the U.S. Space Force, which the motto to the U.S. Space Force is always above. And to me, I see that and I see the message of hermetic uh, teachings, the law of correspondence as above, so below. And what that means in this context I mean, it's a magician thing, right? It's the idea that a magician on earth can sort of rearrange the universe to fit the magician's desires and wills, sort of create one's own reality. But for this, I think the alien agenda is to get the masses subscribed through science as the new religion, through the technocracy to believe aliens and UFOs exist so that collectively there's enough thought force and energy and don't ask me how it works. I don't freaking know some kind of quantum entanglement thing where we can channel enough energy to these things that they can manifest into our world, which is to me, no different than ghost hunting. It's the same thing. You're, you're in the presence of an entity and you give it energy by opening communication with it, asking it to do stuff. And sure enough, you'll get some kind of reaction from this entity. And I, I, I would argue and I'm not, this is an original thought. I mean, other people have talked about this stuff, like John Keel. Uh, there's, and the list goes on and on of people who've talked about the ultra terrestrial idea that all of these supernatural elements are different, different faces of the same sort of thing, same phenomenon. I do see that too. And I've also like, I heard about this recently. Um, there's like this new religion in, in Nigeria. It's called Chrislam. It's Christianity and Islam combined together. It, and oh, interesting. I'm thinking that to me, like, it's just this whole, I'm all like, always like, uh, you know, I dig deep in the CIA stuff and the like globalist, like what I took from Bill Cooper was a lot of the, like, I know like there's the alien parts, but I really took like, and uh, to the globalist agenda, the one world government type of thing. That's kind of what I've always kind of looked into and felt was our challenge that we have to face. And that's where I feel the aliens come in perfect because you're going to either have them as an enemy or the project blue beam with the technology we have with the 7d uh, holograms and you know all these different things we could either have a 
godlike figure in the sky that uh, forces a lot of people to believe that don't that follow this certain one world religion. Either way, I think, or the aliens are 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 invaders and they're our enemies, so we have to run to this one religion. Or either way, I feel like it's to get us into the one world religion. Definitely, definitely, I agree with that one hundred percent. I again, I don't know if this is going to be used as they're going to, uni- they're going to unify us. And it's going to be, like you said, either this is a hostile force and we need to come together as a global community to fight it. Or if it's going to be this revelation that there's only one true God, one true religion, which takes you down the path of ecumenicism, which is kind of what you're talking about with Christianity and Islam, the, the joining forces to be the same religion. And uh, uh, Father Seraphim Rose warned about this 60 years ago in a book he wrote, Orthodoxy and the Religion of the Future. And it's all this occult endgame of, because the occultists, they believe in Neoplatonism, this this idea that uh, it sort of fits into the ideas of Gnosticism and this prison planet, the simulation theory stuff, and perennialism, which you see from like Aldous Huxley. Uh, it's the same. You end up seeing different flavors of the same idea over and over and over when you get into this stuff. And and I agree. I think this is like some Luciferian planned global religion unification thing. New the spirituality. It's we, what they want to do is bring about the technocracy where science is considered the unquestionable new religion. But as as we saw in the last year and a half. Not everyone agrees on science. Like it's not crystal clear all the time Uh, for every, for every doctor that says this one thing, there's another doctor that says the other thing. And that's, that's problematic to me, but that's what they want is the technocracy. And they want to say, look, science says, take this pill and you're going to take this pill and that's it. No questions asked. This is, this is the, the game plan and science needs a religion because there, I don't remember the article. I read this really good article many years ago about how science should have the religion, like science promotes atheism, but man is a spiritual being at heart. So atheism can't last. So there will be a void there that needs to be filled with some kind of spirituality. And that's when they're going to bring about the, the alien religion or this occult pagan spirituality because the paganism isn't far off from the ancient alien stuff where, you, you know, you watch that show and you'll see the ancient aliens. They talk about like all these pagan cultures, how they were worshiping these gods. And, and Giorgio Tsoukalos will be like, well, uh, you know, it's because the gods were really aliens that came down and showed themselves to the people. Well, that's, that's no different than the pagans from the Romans worshiping all these different flavors of God. You know, and that's where that's where they're headed. I I think I think it's pretty clear. Yeah, it's the same blueprint over and over. I was I call it rebranding. You know what I mean? They're just rebranded. They get you know make a couple adjustments. Hey, this kind of worked, and I think it changes because humans beings are unpredictable. So you can try to corral them a certain way, but doesn't necessarily mean it's going to happen that way. So I think they're constantly getting this struggle. But I think the easiest way is to make people split and you've seen a lot of attacks on religion uh, of all kinds of religion of how like poking holes through like the religion of like look look at this guy he was a super religious guy didn't want to get the the vaccine now he's begging for his life you know what i mean and he where's his god like that kind of stuff and you're also seeing an attack on um just anybody that has any 
thought against the narrative because I watched the whole series uh, the other night on Vice. It was called Searching for Q. And what I got from it, because I'm not a Q person, so I can see it through a different lens. I'm sure they would be a lot more upset than me. But what I got out of it was they were comparing conspiracy theorists now to Islamic terrorists. Not just QAnon, but any, they just started boxing it all together. And that's why I've always told people, I think it is a PSYOP. It's, to me, I just look at the Carl Sunstein uh, paper, the the cognitive uh, infiltration, where he wanted to infiltrate 9-11 insider uh, uh, Facebook groups. And I'm like, there you go, man. (laughs) that's that's interesting i agree i think the q thing was part of i think it had a couple elements to it and that is part of the way because i was part of this back in okay so i've been blogging since 2011 about this stuff and my blog i told the story a million times so my apologies if you've heard it but i haven't so it's cool (laughs) okay cool so in 2011 i started blogging right no clue, just screwing around, no intentions whatsoever. I had a break between, uh, I got done with my bachelor's. I was waiting for grad school to start, start this blog. And next thing I know it's picking up traction because I started talking about conspiracy stuff. And I didn't know that much relatively. I just had read a couple of David Icke books, new Bill Cooper, and I would just talk about stuff here and there. And in about three year, fast forward about three years. And I had already written, I had written two books. I'd been on a bunch of radio shows and my website was blowing up. I was getting by 2015, I was up to about 500,000 page views a month, which was a, a good amount, right? And uh, every month, uh, I have charts of this stuff, right? There's a linear increase every single month. Boom, 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 boom. And then, because when you would search terms like Taylor Swift Illuminati or Katy Perry Illuminati, my articles were always the top, always front page, position number one almost every time. So you can imagine how many people were Googling those terms and how much traffic that was driving into me. Well, in about 2015, 2016, Google shadow bans me. And to this day, well, I'll I'll get there, but they shadow banned me. I would say 90% of the articles, you couldn't find it. They'd be on like page four. In fact, there was, there was websites that stole my my articles and they were positioned way higher than me. And I was like, this is crazy. What's going on? Then the next year, YouTube, I was at 73,000 subscribers. They kicked, they canceled me off of YouTube, you know, for, for reasons that I still don't understand that, you know, how it is with YouTube. You can't talk to anybody. So in 2016 is when I sort of felt the power of the censorship starting. And then we got the, the, uh, PIZZA gate thing that happened around the same time, which was part. And you remember the guy showed up to the one place with the, uh, with the, with the piece and oh, they're still bringing it up. And then now you've got this Q movement. And in fact, just today, there's this headline splashing all over the place about this California dad who killed his whole family because he was a QA non theorist. And it's like, dude, they're clearly using this as they're weaponizing this. So in some ways, truthers get flat out censored like, like I did and just completely canceled off of oblivion out of the internet. But then in some ways, it's this this backup plan of just condemning this school of thought by saying, well, you don't want to become a crazed killer or kill your kids, do you? Well, you yeah. probably don't want to 
Read about the QAnon. Well, in that in that series too, they pushed a lot uh, back on like occultic stuff. Like they kind of it, they danced around it. They didn't like necessarily say it through. Because I'm like, if you're really gonna search, I, I, if it was me, a guy that's unbiased, like, well, I mean, I have my biases, obviously, but like, I, I have no, I'm not like for or against QAnon. I would look through it like with a a, a lens of like, who really is this? What really is this? Uh, what is a psyop? They kind of talked about it, but they danced around it and started making. And as the series went on, they made it seem more negative they had uh what's his name robert Steele, uh robert david Steele, the you know the huge uh, adrenochrome guy the the ex-cia guy and they just had him say some of the craziest stuff talk about sandy hook talk about like the things that were triggering to people that makes people go i can't believe these sick people would just think about these uh-huh. things and and they don't they they made it seem like it's okay so it it, it like you said they censor the big accounts why they can sometimes and then they go well we can't say they noticed that when they were censoring people it wasn't really working that it pushed more people to do it and pushed more people to look into it so now they just want <laughs> right. to discredit it what whatsoever like you're crazy man if, if you yeah, they're, they're, they're not seeing that people don't mm-hmm. trust them anymore now there's all these other resources and and i don't know if you've seen the i saw the vice series on q and i saw the hbo series on q the yeah, hbo one too. was was really great i thought but, um, I thought he tried to do the best. Like I just told my other buddy, that's a Q guy. I said I thought he did his best job of trying not to be biased. Yeah, I thought it was really well done. Honestly, it was, it's actually like this Q thing is probably one of the most fascinating things that happened in our entire lifetime. To be honest, like from start to finish, it's extremely fascinating. I had I had people in my personal life. I like I don't talk about like how I do this stuff on the side to people generally, unless they get in pretty close to my circle, but word travels sometimes and some people knew I did it and they would kind of ask me about it. Like, Oh, I heard you do this sort of podcast conspiracy stuff. And I, I would start talking to them about it. And immediately I see like the glossed over look in their eye and they, they could tell they're disengaged and they don't want to talk for whatever <laughs> reason I'll, makes them uncomfortable. I have no idea. I just always notice it happened. And I'm like, okay, that's why I don't talk to people because they think it's weird. And I had people in the summer of 2020 I'd have more people come out and talk to me about conspiracy stuff than I had ever in my whole life talking about people. I had no idea. They're like, Hey, do you know they're drinking baby blood? I'm like, Whoa, <laughs> Oh, Hey, you know? And it's, it's, it, it's interesting how much that caught on. And while a lot of people may doubt in all the Q stuff, which uh, I'm in that same camp. I don't, I didn't believe any of that. A lot of that Q stuff, but some of the stuff had enough traction and, and raised enough questions, enough, enough people saw the things like on those uh, pizza emails and Marina Abramovich. And they said, what's, what's going on here? Why are these like high profile politicians hanging out with these people that are obsessed with Crowley and who is Crowley? And uh, there's a lot, (laughs) it triggered a lot of problems, I think. And that just, that just planted a ton of seeds and and we'll see what happens in the future here. But I think that's a, a real problematic thing for the powers that be. Yeah, to know I that think, so many people are now yeah. even the term occult. Yeah. A lot of people don't understand the difference between cult and occult. Like, but now people are starting to get it. They're starting mm-hmm. to see the pieces. And I think they underestimated the. That's what I always say is that these elitists are far away from us. You know, they don't really. They think they're in tune with what everything's going on, but they're not. And I think they underestimate us. And I think this could be really bad either way. It's going to blow up, but I don't know how. Like, because I wasn't really, I learned about the whole Q stuff a little bit late. And then, uh, because I wasn't paying attention. And then when I started paying attention, I kind of just saw holes in it right away. And 
when G. Edward Griffin wrote that, uh, he republished an article about the dove, uh, the dove of oneness that he wrote in like 2018. The dove of oneness was the sa the same thing that happened in 2003. It was a, a, a email chain. Uh, that was telling people that there was insiders, the white knights, and they were going to take back uh, uh, America and Nessera and, and all debts were, you know what I mean? So I was like, man, it's the same game plan. Yeah, that's interesting. See, I, I never heard of that. There's so much to know in this whole thing. Oh, my God. There's, yeah. <laughs> uh, there's also the Jakarta method. Have you ever heard of that? No. It's almost the verbatim same playbook. I, I believe I could, I need people to look it up, so don't listen to me right now, but I believe it was in Indonesia. There was like this, there was a, a group of communists, which is like the ultimate evil, according to everyone on the planet, supposedly it's communism. There was some communists or socialists running the government or they were going to win power in the government and American like CIA people went over there and started this disinformation campaign to make the people believe that the socialists were drinking baby blood and sacrificing kids and stuff. And it, it led to this like horrific, bloody, like genocide, I guess. I don't know if it's the right term. This horrific sort of battle that ensued where they ultimately kicked out the socialists and put in this more fascist, tyrannical sort of government. And it, it was almost verbatim the same thing that was going on here in America. And I, and I, I didn't, I don't remember where I heard, heard about this, but I remember thinking, how's the news not talking about the, the similarities here? And it's, it's the same with, with, uh, with, it really makes you doubt the whole political system. When you hear about Trump's connections, like on that, on that show, black pill, I'm listening to Amy's she's breaking down and I haven't fact checked any of it. She seems like a very smart person. She sounds like she has her stuff together. I have no reason to doubt her right now, but the way she pieces together this argument about the history of the Trump family and their connections with human trafficking and the mob and all this crazy criminal, heavy duty criminal stuff. And I think, okay, okay, let's rewind. If I'm the liberals and CNN, why wouldn't I run this on a 24 seven loop to get the information out there? They didn't do it. And it wasn't because they didn't care. They it's all, it's all a show. This politics thing yep. is just a show. And there's WWF. really no, it's just, it blows my mind. I'm like, this is crazy that there's this much information that, that she's able to just find kind of like looking into it. Well, I and, liked it because it, I've been saying a lot of that stuff for a while. And I listened to a lot of Amy too. Like I got her book, a couple of her books and, uh, I, I see that she does throw work and a lot of it I question too because the whole Wilbur Ross and he was, uh, uh, the chairman of the, uh, Ro uh the Rothschilds, uh, uh, Inc., and he was in in Trump's cabinet, and he the Rothschilds bailed him out with uh, uh, Atlantic City, the casino. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just there's so many things that I thought the whole time I'm listening to. Him, I thought, you know, if I'm CNN and I'm the libs, like I would have published this stuff, like forced it down everyone's throat, and like enough the message would have got enough to be like, yeah. wow, this guy's got a real shady past. I mean, he's it's not like he was a low profile guy. Yeah. They they could have found this information. But they didn't they want didn't to. Because it. it's not, it doesn't play like the, the narrative. Because that's why I tell people that watch, you know, if you watch Fox News and then flip over, sometimes I'll go 10 minutes Fox News, 10 minutes CNN, and you can see, oh, yeah, that's why the country split. You can totally see it. You go, because yeah. <laughs> they, they, they can have the same exact um, event happen and they interpret it different for the, for the audience. And the yeah, audience. It's very polarizing. Yeah, definitely. 
because even like you said with the whole Trump thing too, because Tucker Carlson, that's another guy when uh, he's been kind of bringing a lot this whole alien agenda, like little, like you know, he's like, oh, this is weird, like you know what I mean, like out of nowhere, he'll just like throw a UFO segment, and he has done this for the past few years, little by little, and more and more, and it, I think you're right that they're trying to prepare us for something. I don't think they know yet if it's going to be aliens or uh, a goddess type of figure but you know we got the drones we got everything that you could see just looking through the internet and they can with all these little like ops they're playing on us they can see oh people will fall in line it you know what i mean once they believe something and they're rooted in it they're gonna fall in line right there's there's i think the alien agenda is going to be about because you have to look at the history of this whole thing right you've got alistair crowley I mean, we can go back further to like John D and Helena Blavatsky and all these people that were making contact with aliens. But Aleister Crowley, he practices this ritual called the Abramelin ritual in 1917, I believe it was, or 1918. Channels Lamb, the first gray alien, draws a picture of it, clearly looks like a gray alien. Then he takes that ritual and gives it over to Jack Parsons in 1946. And Jack Parsons and L. Ron Hubbard on the deserts to channel an entity basically they call upon the the scarlet woman the whore of babylon which turned out to be marjorie cameron uh which i I did i did a three episode deep dive into marjorie cameron a few years back on my podcast that was extremely eye-opening but but jack parsons did this ritual it worked crowley the whole time was in correspondence with folks and thought Jack Parsons was kind of an idiot and wouldn't close off the portals. Then the very next year, Roswell happens and the Pentagon shows interest in this. Now, now they're curious and they start researching UFO through uh, project grudge, project sign, project blue book, all that stuff starting in 1947. Then at the same time, if you listen to a guy named Ray Boucher, who Nick Redfern, the guy who's been on Ancient Aliens a bunch, he wrote a book called Final Events. And in this book, he talks about this guy, Ray Boucher. And Ray Boucher confirms that there was this group that they call the Collins Elite, that these were intelligence insiders connected with the Pentagon or the Department of Defense or something to that effect. And they were part of this investigation into the paranormal and to the aliens. And they knew right from the jump that Jack Parsons was a Satanist and that Jack Parsons was hell bent on bringing, I mean, Jack Parsons called himself the antichrist and wrote a whole book about how he's the antichrist. And his whole thing was destroying religion and bringing about UFOs as he called it the age of Crowleyanity and all this stuff. And the Collins elite, you know, cause you go back in time to the fifties and there's a lot of like hardcore Christian type philosophies going on. And the Collins elite sort of towed that line of Christianity and said, look, these are Satanists channeling these things and gain and garnering intelligence from these entities from another dimension. And Oh, they're probably satanic and they're probably demons and fallen angels and all this stuff. Well, their influence as the story goes from Ray Boucher, their influence was sort of made felt all the way this whole time until the two thousands. And now they start getting old. I don't know if they don't pass the torch on. I have no idea who this group is, obviously but their influence has become diminished. And over the years, you know, the CIA has been, they've been 
trying to make contact with things and doing remote viewing experiments. Like this isn't out of the wheelhouse of, of reality. I mean, these are legitimate things that they've been into with like project Stargate. Um, so now the, what I think has been going on the last, you know, from like 1950 to 2000, we'll say these, you know, department of defense intelligence agencies, their goal is to get as much Intel as possible, as much sophisticated weaponry, have a technological advantage over the uh, foreign adversaries, all this stuff, right? All in the name of keeping America safe, blah, 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 whatever. I'm not not saying that's not the case. But they have this interest of getting this knowledge from these entities. The Collins elite were the one, the the only voice fighting back to say, hey, these are demons, don't do this. Well, the Kanzi Lee have diminished. And if you listen to interviews with Lou Elizondo, who was the program director of ATIP at the Pentagon, the, the new sort of, I don't know, we call it X-Files or whatever, that they were researching UFOs in the 2010s. If you listen to Lou Elizondo, if you listen to, um, oh, he was, the, he was uh, the UK Ministry of Defense. He's always on Ancient Aliens. I don't remember his name but they both corroborated the same statement that you can find. I I put it in my book in user illusion one, the both made the same statement about how there was this group of core Christians that were keeping the Pentagon from researching these things because they believed in, they were going to summon the devil, but now they're out of the picture. And the way Lou Elizondo said it on, I don't think it was Joe Rogan. I think it was on a different podcast. The way he said it, was like laughing, like joking a little bit. Like kind of poking my, fun of them, like saying, wow, could that be possible? Like that kind of, kind of making, kind of making fun of it in the sense of like, wow, what an outdated way of thinking to think we're going to summon the devil. Uh, but <laughs> historically, uh, that's kind of what these people are doing. So I think to, to sort of put a bow on this, that's the big picture with the alien agenda. They, they're doing predictive programming. They're, they're laying the foundations of like, Hey, these things exist and there's something going on. They act like they don't know what's going on. If you read the, the, this, the report that took six months to write and it was a whopping six pages without the title and appendix, the, you know, the, the UFO disclosure report, they, they, all the videos we've already seen that we've seen for years already. (laughs) Yeah. They're, 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 laying the foundation because they can't drop it on us in one day that, Oh yeah, there's these things. We're in communication with them. They could be demons. It could be angels. It could be entities. We don't really know. We don't really understand what's going on. We don't really know what we're doing. Cause that's probably the fact of the matter is they probably don't really understand it. I mean, how could you, I mean, this is some bizarro stuff and they're, they're trying to lay the foundations, to get the public to accept it. And uh, you know, a lot of people don't, it's like anything with science, right? Like the masses are, are, are generally pretty ignorant of it because they don't, they don't need it in their daily lives. Like most people don't know how quantum physics works. I sure as hell don't. Uh, I, I took a couple courses in physics. Like I've got a rough idea of some of the ideas, but the ideas that exist in the realm of the quantum play a role in this, I believe. And I think they're, they're slowly going to explain to us in the dummy form of what's going on and try to sell us on the idea of why we should make contact with these things. It'll probably be in the name of national defense. I'm sure. Uh, but that's, that's my concern. Going back 
three years to 20, well, here's longer than that, 2017, 2018, I wrote a book called The Dark Path, where I had a section on aliens. And I talked about how back then NASA was telling us we were going to prove the existence of aliens by 2025. A, how the hell do they know that? B, why 2025? Like, I just, it just raised so many questions. I'm like, what a weird, it's not like, <laughs> I just, it was just a bizarro thing to say. And again, going back to the first topic we talked about, there's this massive timeline and this massive plan and they're, and I don't know, you would call it the Illuminati or whatever you want to call them. Every leader has to play a role in moving us sort of down the field towards the end zone. Yeah, it's a it's a chessboard, you know. Everybody has to play their part in what their piece does. Their piece may be the pawn that only moves a couple spaces. You know what I mean? Yeah. Some move sideways. So, and I think that they're just finally putting everything in place. P- things have been put in place, but this is a long, long game. So they're putting all these stuff in place and pushing the people a certain way. Because if it's pretty weird too that you see all around the world right now. Everybody is with the and it before uh, 2020 and, and and the whole COVID stuff and all that. Like you had, I think it was 2019 was the most like the most protests ever, like in the world. Like it was already there was already that you know you had the yellow the, the uh, what are they called the yellow jackets in France. You had all these all right. political groups around the world that were fighting the establishment. So I think that they're trying to make it to where they're like, oh look, their dis- their their religion doesn't work, their country doesn't work, all this stuff doesn't work. So we can help you. You know what I mean? As like the umbrella of a UN, a uh, uh, one world of one world uh, uh, supply chain, energy chain, uh, uh, you know everything connected. And I think the aliens really sews that all together yeah most definitely and that's and and to to throw one kudos at trump to prove i don't hate the guy entirely i think he was good for trying to break us free from the world health organization because i think a lot of people i think they set i think they shot themselves in the foot with this whole thing because a lot of people see the discrepancies and the and the and the things that don't make I don't I don't want to get you banned the things that don't make <laughs> sense with the World Health Organization and their connections to certain countries and uh, you know so like there's there's certain elements but like you said it's it's a chessboard like you know maybe he was the guy who said look I'm only going to move this pawn piece one square and and then you know the next guy takes over and it's like okay I'm moving it ten squares <laughs> you know what I mean because it can look like that. But uh, like we're kind of running a little bit out of time, man. So where can uh, everybody catch you though? Like all your plugs. I'm all over the place. Um, if they want books, I'm on Amazon. I, I narrated the books on Audible. Just look up Isaac Weishaupt on both. Uh, I've got a website, IlluminatiWatcher.com, which I, I didn't finish my thought earlier. I actually got sued, and I ended up taking down all my articles. Oh, I mean, shit. it's just. It's crazy the amount of heat I catch for talking about this stuff. But anyway, IlluminatiWatcher.com is where you can find a lot of a lot of uh, links. I've got a link on there. You can get four books of mine for five bucks. But the podcast I run is called Conspiracy Theories in Unpopular Culture. It's you know everywhere: Apple, Spotify. I'm on Rockfin. Uh, I've got a Patreon. You know all that stuff. So if people want to check it out, I, I would you know check out the podcast see if you like it. You can move on from there, books, whatever you want. Uh, and then uh, social media, uh, Instagram at Isaac Weishaupt. Uh, I started a TikTok. I made it, that video blew up. So I don't know, maybe I'll be dancing on TikTok like an idiot. <laughs> TikTok at Isaac Weishaupt too. So yeah, dude, I'm wherever, man. I'll, I'll go wherever the people want me to go, wherever they won't ban me. 
And I'll put all this in the in the uh, details of this episode, you know, so everybody can go uh, click on the links and get right to it. Cheers, man. Yeah, I love that. Thank you. And, uh, and uh, send me an email when you get your uh, your album going, man. I'd love to give it a listen. Oh, for sure. Most definitely will, man. Really appreciate you uh, taking the time to, uh, like, break some of this stuff down. I know there's so much. Like, really, you people could talk forever on this stuff. Like, you showed, told me a bunch of stuff I didn't know. Like, I was like, oh, yeah, I didn't even know that. Like, <laughs> there's so much information, like you said. So I really appreciate it. Yeah, good conversation, man. Thank you. Thank you for having me on again. Appreciate it. And you know how we do it here. Wake the fuck up or get woke the fuck up.